So I, uh, I wanted to talk this morning about um, being a burden bearer for our, um, our brethren, sharing the load. You know, someone once said that uh, life wasn't meant to be easy. I mean, bad things can, uh, can happen even to good spirit-filled people, can't they? Uh, and we can suffer emotionally and physically and mentally and, and so on. I mean, we know about the usual things, you know, bad marriages, uh, difficult children, uh, obsessive parents and uh, financial hardships, poor health, depression, loneliness, etc. Um, I suppose we'd have to add uh, overflowing sewage, wouldn't we, uh, Damien? <laughs> um, but uh, 2020 has been a horrendous year, hasn't it? With drought and bushfires and uh, heavy smoke for weeks on end and, uh, and now COVID. Um, you know, Proverbs 3 and verses 5 to 6 gives us some great advice. It says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You know, you'll just get a headache, frankly, um, if you try and understand your life with your, with your natural mind. Um, so it's best to just look to the Lord and trust him. Amen? Um, and let's hope that uh, 2021, if the Lord tarries, um, is better. I mean, surely it couldn't get any worse, could it? <laughs> You'd hope not. Um, yeah, so today I wanted to, uh, to focus on a, uh, a particular burden which, uh, uh, or burdens which uh, can cause us difficulties. The Apostle Paul mentions them um, and offers some suggestions uh, on how we might want to deal with them. And that's uh, covered off in uh, Galatians chapter uh, 6. Verses one to five, guys. I've uh, I've got all of the scripture references there in the in the queue list, so you should be able to pull them up. Thank you. Um, it says, "Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest you be also tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfil the law of Christ." For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Seems like a bit of a contradiction there, and I'll cover that off a bit later. By the way, in case you might have been wondering, um, I'm not talking about any particular situation um, here. Uh, rather, my comments are, are fairly general in nature. Um, so look. We know from um, Psalm 46, you know, where it says God is our refuge and our strength and an ever-present help in times of need. Um, but Paul is making it clear here in Galatians 6, we also need help from others, i.e. our brothers and sisters, our brethren. Um, verse 2 says that we are to bear one another's burdens. And burdens here is from a Greek word called baros, B-A-R-O-S, which means difficulties that are more than we could possibly handle as an individual without help. You know, and, and really it's encouraging us to be alert to our brothers and sisters when we see them struggling. You know, we can help share their load with things like uh, practical helps, friendship, showing our love. And this is so important to stop uh, people getting crushed by their, by their difficulties. You know, Jesus was really... Um, very critical of the, uh, the religious leaders of his day. And in Matthew 23, and I think it's verse 8, he says, they bind heavy burdens on people that are hard to bear, but they themselves will not lift a finger to help them. 
It's a real indictment from Jesus there. And we've all met people who are long on advice, happy to give plenty of advice on what we should do, but are real short on um, practical help or assistance when we need it. You know, we can do without that sort of input, can't we? So Paul is talking in Galatians 1, about a uh, 6 verse 1, sorry, about a particular burden or a fault. Um, but I believe, as I said, the, uh, the principle of sharing your brother's burden can be applied much more widely. You know, we tend to think of burdens like, you know, sickness and uh, loneliness and financial hardship, however. But sometimes these burdens can also include sin in our lives. You know, Paul talks about someone who's overtaken in a fault. You know, if you've got other translations of the Bible, they'll call it a trespass. And it comes from a Greek word which means to stumble or fall. In other words, it's not premeditated. It just happens because maybe we weren't watching as, as well as we could. You know, a, a brother or a sister in the fellowship um, that may have allowed their guard to slip, you know, which is causing them to sin, but not willfully. They're overtaken in a fault. Um, I mean, some may be surprised to learn that this can happen to a spirit-filled person. You know, 1 John chapter 1 there um, tells us that we can sin after receiving the Holy Spirit. And in verse 7 it says, If we confess our sin and walk in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin. You know, it's a wonderful comfort to know that uh, forgiveness is available when we slip up and to know that there is this continual cleaning process as we walk in the light or the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes um, we can sin and not realise it. You know, when we harbour thoughts of, uh, of jealousy, we have grudges against other people, we can act selfishly or we can offend someone by saying something hurtful. You know, that's why we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us and to reveal these long, wrong actions that we, uh, we may have undertaken and how we can deal with them and ensure that we don't repeat them again. It also reminds us, incidentally, but there for the grace of God go each and every one of us. You know, we all want to stay on that narrow path that leads to everlasting life. Amen? Of course we do. But we also want our, our spiritual brothers and sisters in the fellowship to be overcoming also and to be with us on that great day when the Lord comes back to take us home to heaven. God's love in us surely would compel us to have that regard and that compassion for our brethren, for our brothers and sisters. You know, in, in Romans chapter 7 there, the Apostle Paul talks about the battle against sin that he had to go through. You know, he says things such as, when I would do good, evil is present with me. You know, he wants to do the right thing, but perversely, his flesh fights against him. You know, it's worth reading that chapter if you get a chance, folks, because it really is, it talks about that battle that we all have to face, every one of us. We're no different. And we absolutely need Jesus and the Holy Spirit and our brethren around us, the fellowship, to help us overcome it. You know, sin is a spot on our robe of righteousness, our white robe of righteousness, a crack in our purity and our holiness. Is that a big deal? Absolutely it is. You know, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 12 and verse um, 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which 
no man shall see the Lord. So it's important. You know, we all have to deal with sin in our lives and on occasion we may find ourselves getting caught out. Galatians 6 and verse 3, you know, warns us not to be complacent or to be overconfident or think that, that we're too important to, uh, to help others, too busy, thinking maybe, oh, oh that's never going to happen to me. You know, I would never do that, you know, having that sort of attitude, you know. Remember when uh, that story in, uh, in the Gospels, when, when Peter tells uh, uh, Jesus, you know, he says, I will never betray you or leave you, though everybody else might, I will never do that. Well, that worked well for him, didn't it? Only a short time later we read he betrayed Jesus three times. You know, there's a really powerful scripture which uh, the guys are going to put up now in Luke 22 and verses 61 to 62 where it says, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter right in the eye, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crows, you shall deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. You know, what a heart-wrenching moment that must have been for, uh, for Peter. You know, how bad do you think he must have felt when he looked Jesus in the eye and he realised his mistake, his overconfidence? You know, folks, let's not fall into the same trap and think that somehow we're better than anybody else. Amen? You know, for those of you who are parents, you know, when our young kids, when the young children fall over, we don't say, get up yourself or, or get lost. We help them, don't we? We comfort them with love and assurance. Yeah, and this is what it means in Galatians 6 and verse 1 where it says to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You know, Romans 5 and verse 8 says, but God commended his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, God forgave all of us, didn't he? While we were still enemies and didn't know him, he forgave us. You know, we must not think that we're somehow better or holier than, uh, than those who might have made a mistake. You know, that's just pride and arrogance. You know, until we understand, I believe, the true nature of God's forgiveness towards us, personally, it's very hard to, um, to have the capacity to forgive others, let alone try and help restore them when they, when they fall over, when they stumble. And, and I just encourage everyone to, to spend some time in prayer about this important aspect of our salvation. It really is. You know, it can bring great blessing. You know, it's at the very heart of our experience. You know, understanding God's amazing grace in our lives and try and, you know, change any negative attitudes, you know, that we may have towards our brothers and sisters when they, you know, make a mistake or they mess things up. You know, more love and less judgment is what's needed here. Amen? You know, sometimes we're so quick to to judge a certain situation or a person, aren't we? You know, even before we've got any of the facts. You know, and restore, that word restore, means to completely repair that which was broken. And sometimes people get really broken and messed up. And the first step in that restoration process is recognition of the trespass or the sin, then repentance, then seeking God's forgiveness. 
And this is when the oversight, or where the oversight, comes in to ensure that the biblical principles of restoring our brother or our sister are being followed. You know, if we seek to do things any other way, then we potentially risk losing our brother and sister permanently. You know, we don't want to try and go around the oversight. We want to work in conjunction with them in the spirit of meekness. Considering yourself lest you be also tempted, as it says there in Galatians 6 and verse 1. You know, that means being humble. Not being judgmental, critical or proud. Thinking that somehow we know best. And that can be hard if it's a family member. Or it's a close friend in trouble. But it is so important. You know, bearing one another's burdens really makes the point that no man or woman is an island. You know, restoration is about seeking God's forgiveness and grace for the affected individual, isn't it? And how we treat our brothers and sisters can really affect that restoration. It's so important. You know, many of us, um, when we're growing up, you know, as kids and, and, and so on, we're encouraged, we were encouraged, I'm sure, to stand on your own, our own two feet, you know, to be independent and not to rely on others, to be a bit like the, uh, the Lone Ranger, you know, sorting out all the problems in our lives, you know. But when we come to the Lord, the situation is reversed. You know, you have to learn to lean on the Lord and your spiritual brothers and sisters. Rely on the fellowship for your support. Verse 2 in Galatians 6 says to fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Well, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14, it defines it as love your neighbours as yourself. You know, the way we treat those who may have failed or have messed up is, I believe, a measure of our love for Jesus Christ. Every one of us wants the fellowship of Jesus in our lives, Yes. We want him to be through us, uh, you know, working with us through every difficulty in our lives. But sometimes we are slow about being a burden bearer or sharing a burden with somebody else. Think about it. Have we ever been judgmental or critical of our brothers and sisters who may have defaulted in the past? I think we'd all probably have to say we are guilty of that at some point, wouldn't we? You know, over the years... I've occasionally come across people who've, who've left the fellowship under a cloud and years later, they're still carrying those scars. You know, they're like lost souls, unable to find a place of rest. It's so sad. We don't ever want to be responsible for contributing to that. So let's try harder to restore someone when they're in trouble. It's what Paul in Galatians is telling us here. Wouldn't we want maximum consideration from God and our, and our brethren if it was one of us who had fallen? Surely we want everyone to be with us in eternity. Amen? What could be more important? You know, praise the Lord. You know, our fellowship here actively seeks to restore those who have fallen. You know, it's the right approach. You know, we're in the restoration business here. The Lord's in the restoration business, the mending business, the burden-bearing business. You know, all the, king, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't, couldn't put Humpty Dumpty together again when he fell off the wall. 
But we can certainly help restore our brothers and sisters together with the Lord when they fall in the spirit of humility and love. Amen? So how do we bear one another's burdens? How do we help share their load? Well, we can make them feel welcome for a start. Include them in our company. Spend time with them. Short, talk to them. Make them feel wanted. Have a meal, have a coffee with them. Be friendly, encourage them. Offer them any practical help that we can. You know, it's so important. As it says in uh, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 7, so that contrarywise, you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such an one should be swallowed up with much sorrow. You know? Amen. People can be so easily crushed when they're at their lowest ebb, perhaps from having messed up. They know they've made a mistake. They know, they're, you know they've done something wrong and it's, it, just, it, it's, it really makes them vulnerable. And Galatians 6 verse 9 tells us to be not weary in well-doing. Let's help them share their burden. Be a burden bearer. It's like a man pushing a broken, broken down car up an incline. You know, on his own, he would probably struggle and probably not be able to make it to the top. But if we were to come alongside that person and add our strength to his, then maybe we might just be able to push that car to the top. How many people are there out there that just need that extra push to get their burden over the hill? I'm talking now in a general sense, you know, rather than just someone that might be overtaken in a fault. Look around. See if there's any brothers and sisters that might need some help and some encouragement. You know, a kind word, a shared testimony, some practical help. You know, just noticing that person and letting them know that you care and that you're available to help may be all that that person needs at that particular time. If we're alert spiritually, you know, the Holy Spirit, I believe, will prompt us. Let's not get so caught up in our own lives that we miss out noticing those of our brethren who may need help. Amen? Amen. Now we come to um, that contradiction that I mentioned right at the start. Galatians 6 verse 5 where it says, For every man shall bear his own burden. So in verse 2 it said, Bear ye one another's burdens. Now it's saying, bear your own burden. It does sound contradictory, but it's not. The word for burden here is, is a different word to the burden in verse 2. You know, the Greek language, which is what the scriptures were written in here, they have multiple words in English which are translated the same, but have different, uh, quite different meanings in the Greek. And here, burden means more like a backpack something that a, a, you know, a soldier would carry into battle. You know, some burdens we must bear ourselves. For example, raising kids can be a real blessing, but it can also be a burden sometimes. Just ask any mother at home with kids during COVID-19 and you probably get that answer. You probably think there might be a bit of a burden. Um, you know, raising kids is something we have to bear um, ourselves as parents. No one else can do that for us although many people no doubt have plenty of advice for us. It's true of other things, you know, our employment, you know, or our work. Um, also our personal walk in the Lord. 
you know, a testimony, our behaviour in the Lord. You know, obviously we pray about these things continually, but they're also things we have to do on our own, just like that soldier has to look after his own kit and his, and his own set of weapons. Sometimes we just have to get on with things. We can't expect others to walk our walk for us, and we need to look to the Lord ourselves. So that's the difference from what I was talking about earlier. Um, some of you may res- remember a, uh, Australia's most f- successful female cyclist, a lady called Anna Mears. Does anyone remember her? She won four medals in four consecutive Olympics and over 44 gold, silver and bronze medals in the Olympics, World and Commonwealth Games over a 14-year period. Amazing, amazing woman when I read about her. Um, she had a major accident in 2008 she, where she broke her neck when she fell over on the velodrome. Um, but she went on to win further events, including the silver medal at the Beijing Olympics, only eight months later. Absolutely astounding. Um, and she retired eight years later in 2016. Incredible person and probably Australia's greatest athlete if you, if you work on the, you know, the sort of medal score. Really interesting story about human uh, triumph over adversity. So what, why am I mentioning it? How can that help me who might be struggling or who's not a world-class af- athlete um, or a mum who's suffering from health problems? Um, or difficult circumstances, or maybe someone who's lost their job, or maybe someone just finding it a bit hard to cope. One of the best ways that we can help and assist our brethren to bear his or her burden, and indeed carry our own burden, is through prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. That's what the scriptures encourage us. Maybe even undertake a personal prayer and fast uh, in serious cases. You know, Isaiah 58 and verse 6 says, Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. By praying and fasting, it enables us to concentrate and focus and draw closer to God. Without the usual, you know, all the daily distractions, distractions having to make meals and, and eat them and all the rest of it. And it allows the Holy Spirit to put things into perspective for us and gives us strength to overcome our difficulties by increasing our faith. That's undoing the heavy burdens. That's breaking the yoke that we may be carrying. It's a wonderful spiritual process and that God has given us. You know, prayer is the most powerful force in the universe. Let's use it every day. Amen? You know, Brenda and I have a, um, uh, a growing list of, uh, of people that we pray for every day who are both uh, in the church and out of the church. Um, maybe consider doing something similar if you're not doing so already. It can be a great blessing. You know, another suggestion I have for sharing burdens is to ask a spirit-filled friend uh, to become a prayer buddy um, for you. Or for you yourself to be a prayer buddy for somebody else. Someone who can hold you accountable for your words, for your thoughts, for your actions, and will pray for you and give you godly advice when appropriate and vice versa. You know, it can be a great blessing. Think about it. And can be really helpful 
when you're feeling overwhelmed by, by the burdens that you might be carrying, whatever they might be. And, and don't be shy about reaching out to others. Sometimes we, you know, we're, we're reluctant to do that, aren't we? Because we think, oh, I can handle it. Reach out to your brethren. That's what we're there for. Just a few scriptures now to, to close off with. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That word care, by the way, casting, sorry, um, actually means to hurl or to throw. So you hurl or throw your, your care upon the Lord. And that's 100% of your care. Don't put 50% in. It says, cast all your care, all your cares on the Lord. It's an act of faith. It's not easy, but it's necessary if you want to live in victory. As soon as you feel yourself worrying, hurl it onto the Lord before it starts. And most important, after your time of prayer, don't take that worry or that care or that burden back again. Leave it with the Lord. Joshua 1 verse 8 talks about meditating on the word night and day and you shall have good success. Replace worry or cares or burdens with the word. When you carry the care, you work and he rests. God rests. When he carries the care, he works and you rest and have peace that passes all understanding. Which would you rather do? Get into the word. It really helps when you've got a burden. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus is the only one who can give us true rest and peace, and it doesn't cost us a cent except our total commitment to him and obedience to his word. Hand it to the Lord. And in Hebrews 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, we've got special access to God himself. You know, it's who you know, not what you know. And we know the God of the universe. Amen? So let's use that special access to obtain the victory for ourselves and for our brethren. You know, I talked about elite athletes before, and, and sadly most of us aren't. <laughs> There might be one or two. But even if you were, it's not enough. We still need to turn to the, Lord, to the Lord and ask him to take our burdens away. You know, sadly there are, are those today still who use the Lord a bit like a fire extinguisher or a spare tyre. You know where it says, only used in case of emergency? Crazy. They don't think they need the Lord at other times. It's such a denial of what God can do for us. And the power that we have in the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of us. As I mentioned earlier, let's not try to be that lone ranger, you know, solving our own problems. At least he had Tonto, his trusty sidekick, and Silver, the wonder horse, you know. Some of our younger members are probably wondering what on earth I'm talking about. <laughs> I've got a slide here of the lone ranger. It's at the bottom of that list, guys. Can you put it up? <laughs> there he is. I think he's saying, hi oh, Silver, away. He had silver bullets and they, they fixed everything. Yeah? Yeah. 
your, some of you, your education is sorely lacking. Anyway, um, we need to be looking to the author and the finisher of our faith, don't we? That's Jesus Christ himself. He's the one that able, is able to give us grace and strength at all times, not just in times of need, but all times, and to reach out to our brethren um, for support. You know, Israel fell into the trap of only cause, calling on the Lord when in trouble. And in Matthew 15, Jesus quotes uh, from the prophet Isaiah who said, um, This people draws nigh unto me with their mouth and honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. We don't want to fall into that trap thinking that we can sort things out ourselves you know, and only call on the Lord when things get really bad. Why would you do that? It's like turning up to a battle without any weapons. It's crazy. So there it is, brethren. We know when our life in the Lord is all about love, loving God, loving each other, in deed as well as word. And key to that, as I hope I've made clear today, is sharing the burden of our brethren. You know, there's a saying that says a burden shared is a burden halved. And a joy shared is a joy doubled. So let's just you know, commit to, to, to be burden bearers for our brethren, for our brothers and sisters. We're going to be sharing eternity together soon, maybe sooner than we think. The Lord knows. So we want to make sure that everybody here in this room is spirit-filled is going to get into that kingdom as well. Amen? And if you're not spirit-filled, let us talk to you and let us pray with you to receive that spirit so that you can be in that number as well. And I'll leave it there. Amen.